And tonight we're doing American Sun on Netflix. This is a Netflix original movie. Uh, at the beginning it said like Netflix television something or other. So I guess this is like a Netflix TV movie. Uh, I looked up the director, Kenny Leon. He does a lot of TV movies as well as uh, stage plays, which I think will make sense for the way this movie is framed. It's all done on one location. Uh, it's a bottle movie. We just uh, talked about that the other day. I and, know. Uh, I was going to say, it's, another bottle movie. It's another bottle movie. This was uh, just kind of brought this one to our attention. I had never heard of it. A bottle movie? Okay, I guess we'll do this again. Uh, on It's a Disaster <laughs> episode, I explained to Mama K and Jess what a bottle movie is, or a bottle episode of a TV show, in case you didn't hear that. A uh, bottle movie or episode is a movie or episode of TV uh, that takes place entirely in one location. Uh, so this mm-hmm. is a this is that. It takes place entirely in like the police station lobby, I guess is uh, what you would call it. Uh, but anyway, yeah, Jess, you, you brought this one to our attention. What drew your attention to this? Just, uh, Nicole and I had not heard of it. Um, just because I was browsing on Netflix and looking for something to watch, and it was one of the ones, I think, in the popular section, and I really like Carrie Washington, so I was like, let's do it. Ah, oh, you and Nicole have very different opinions on Carrie Washington. Interesting. <laughs> All right, well, uh, American Son, the plot, and a strange couple reunite in a Florida police station to help find their missing teenage son. Kind of. Uh, this is on Netflix if you have any interest. A uh, nice hour and a half wash. Uh, other than Kerry Washington, I don't know these other four actors in it. Steve Pasquale, Jeremy Jordan, and Eugene Lee. Um, but, yeah, Kerry Washington, that's the that's the star. It is on Netflix if you have any interest. It's like a drama. Drama. It's a drama. So uh, go check it out. We will spoil it here now. We rate things here at Films with the Women in My Life based on four criteria, and those are the plot, the characters, the visual and sound, and the overall resonance and feel of the movie. As we said earlier, it takes place all in one location, all in one morning, like late night, early morning. Uh, it's a stormy outside in the Miami police station, and Kendra Ellis Connor, uh, Carrie Washington's character, is waiting to hear about the whereabouts of her son, uh, who has disappeared over the night. And uh, there's an officer, Paul Larkin. Uh, he's like a rookie. He doesn't really know a whole lot. He's just like kind of a kind of a noob. Uh, he's, you know, has to do all the protocol. And like, I can't really tell you what's happening. And she's very upset about this, telling, yell, yelling at him about how she needs to, he needs to help her and he's not doing his job or whatever. Uh, and it all, you know, there's a couple of different turning points. But the first one is when uh, the ex-husband, Scott Connor, shows up and uh, immediately... Uh, the officer starts telling him all this stuff because he has a badge, so he thinks it's the lieutenant who is supposed to be on his way. But uh, no, Scott is the the father. Uh, they're a mixed race couple, and uh, he is an FBI agent, so that's why he has the badge. Hence the hence the the officer's confusion, uh, and the whole thing is about uh, race stuff, cop stuff. It's one of the one of those kind of movies. So uh, yeah, I, I I think that's the broadest strokes of the plot. They got to find out what happened to. To their son, Jamal. Uh, Jess, since you selected this, what do you think of the plot? Um, I, I liked how different it was. Um, again, it's a bottle movie, but this feels even more bottled than um, our previous movie because this is literally in one room. It's not like there's an upstairs or a downstairs or a kitchen. Like This is all in the waiting area of a police station. Um, mm-hmm. So it, the entire plot is basically just like one argument from start to, I guess, where it ends. Um, and I thought it was interesting because it's really relevant of what's going on today. They brought up some really good points that you probably wouldn't think of. Um, there's a lot of different perspectives. I never really felt there was a few times where I felt like, okay, something needs else needs to happen, but eh, that's fine. That's just like the way the movie was, but I think it's pretty insightful and I love Carrie Washington. So I, I really enjoyed watching her 
Um, so I'm going to give it a four. All right, Nicole, what do you think of the plot? I find this plot actually to be rather boring. Um, I don't know if that is contributed to the fact that it's only in one setting, but I very quickly and very easily pick on pick up on how many times they make the cast step stand up and walk to the other side of the room and sit down and stand up and walk back to the other side and twist around real fast and trying to give us us something visual to to hold on to during all this but i don't i don't care much for that type of style just because i think it's just not like raw like i just really don't feel like when people are having arguments or concerned about their son that they're like huffing and puffing all around like this i mean i I can't really speak for everyone i guess everyone acts differently but this very blatant um mechanism that they're using since it is only in one room they have to keep the scene flowing and it's just very obvious to me so that's where i started to to feel a little um weird about this movie i guess um also i want to know when this movie started being produced because if we look at the the way that um the united states is at this time and we think about the past two or three months that's kind of when these points came into relevancy not if you could just follow me i'm not trying to be make this any less than what it is but that that gave this director like two or three months to compose this film oh this uh this came out uh at, at tiff last year toronto film festival okay because so i was September, gonna say if they... it came out on netflix on in november so i know it uh seems you know it's obviously relevant to now but uh it came out last year okay that's fair because i was gonna say if this was made um so quickly i have i kind of felt like it was made haphazardly so it actually kind of puts my my thought about it a little bit lesser than because it actually was (laughs) thought through (laughs) um but it does have very interesting viewpoints um perhaps the way that it was it's really not about the plot for me about if we're talking movie wise i know i'm rambling but it's so hard for me to to put my thoughts out into words right now I'm going to give it a two and maybe my thoughts on the rest of our gradings will be able to back that up. Yeah. Uh, so I, the problems I have, I, I was not enjoying most of this. Uh, the problems I had with it are going to be visual and sound and character stuff more. Uh, so I think that's probably Nicole, maybe what you want to talk about more as well. Cause you're talking about yeah. the blocking, the blocking of the cameras is, uh, is uh, conventional. It's a, st- it's you know, it's all shot in one location. It's by a guy who makes TV movies and stage plays, and it feels like that. Usually, that's something I like. I like, uh, I like the bottleness. I like the the constant dialogue kind of stuff in movies. Um, the script in this is pretty horrendous. Uh, it is a very bad script. Um, the writing and the, makes the characters. I don't, uh, it's very hard to care about any of these characters, even though you should really care about a lot of these. Like, you, there's only four characters. You should really feel a lot about them. Uh, I, I, I don't I don't like these people. I guess we'll talk about that more in the characters. But I think that this all has to do with the writing. Um, 
it does feel thrown together. It feels like I said it a couple times. Like I think this was shot in like a weekend. Like this is giving me that those like this this was just kind of thrown together That's vibes. Why I'm surprised that it wasn't just put together for you know the movement that we're in right now. It's very feels very um, made for the for that time. So I was like, oh wow, maybe they made this you know quickly to kind of get some some word out about this. But I think they nice. got. I mean, I, lucky is not the right word, but, like, if there was not a resurgence in Black Lives Matter now, like, more so than when it started, you know, seven-ish years ago, uh, this would, I think this would get brushed to the bottom of the pile. I had never heard of this. I'm, I'm not really surprised because we've done movies like uh, like Loose. We did a couple months ago about uh, about a black kid who was in, like, a mostly white school, and, like, he's, like the, like, the prestigious child, and that's kind of what our unseen Jamal character is. And then we've also did uh, what we do earlier, Just Mercy, uh, which was a movie all about uh, racial justice system and policing. And, you know, it's got that in it. Uh, and it's got the mixed race uh, uh, parents. Um, so it's got all the themes there. It's got all, like, the bones. And, uh, you know, it's got the stage play feel. Um, but the script is so atrocious that I, I had a really hard time caring about anything the whole time. Uh, I guess we'll just go to the characters now. I'll leave this plot at a 2-5 at a because I don't think the plot is the issue. I think the themes are there. And um, a poor version of what it of what it wants to aspire to be. Uh, but these characters, you know, we got Kendra, we got Scott, we got Officer Paul, and then at the very end, we get some Lieutenant John Stokes. Uh, and there's some other characters that we don't see, like the brother, like the son, um, like his friends. But uh, it's basically these four characters. So, Nicole, what do you think of these characters? I have to say, sorry, probably to a lot of our listeners and to Jess, because I cannot stand Carrie Washington. <laughs> Only because I think she's a really bad actress. I think that she just does not show emotion well. She's her her face does not pick up emotion the way that it should. I don't know why. I just don't really care much for her. Um, that being said, I think that all of the characters in this really can't act, and I think that they all suck. Um, <laughs> the script is so overwhelming and. The words that they use, the vocabulary in this is so bizarre. And I think that now that you say that he does um, plays and, and, and things like that, maybe that's where his his um, vocabulary comes from. But it's so weird. And it just makes me feel like it doesn't make any sense. Um, I get a very uneasy feeling, as I'm sure I'm supposed to, uh, from the very beginning of this. Um of when the the mom and the first cop are having that discussion talking about Jamal and um you know it's it's very uneasy and I totally understand all of the themes that we're supposed to be getting out of this and I agree with them um but I was just annoyed with how annoying she was and that really just threw off the rest of the movie for me because I, I just didn't like how these, how the communication was in the movie. Therefore, I didn't like any of the characters. Um, I'm going to give them a one. All right, Jess. Oh, man, I'm the opposite. Um, so I love <laughs> oh, my Carrie. God. <laughs> I love Carrie Washington. I think she's great. Um, I love Scandal and I love um, Little Fires Everywhere. So I was excited to see her in this, and I think she played the concerned mom really well. And she did a good job of trying to, like, pull the racism out of every other character 
in a way that wasn't, uh, it's hard to explain, in a way that wasn't just blatant. Like she would just ask questions and you can kind of see where the conversation is going. And that's Mm -hmm. kind of relevant to what's going on in real life. Like you can be like racist just by just the way you talk or the way you say things or the questions you ask, not necessarily pointing a finger and um, calling someone a name. So I, I like that perspective there. Um, I, I didn't like the husband. I, I thought he was a pretty bad actor. And the whole time I'm watching this movie, I'm just so surprised how they were ever married because they seem like such opposite people. Yeah, I had the same thing. I'm like, they they try to bring it back like, oh, but we saw each other at that party and you just we looked oh. at each other and then we just kept looking at each other and then there were other people, but we didn't look at them. I mean, th- that goes back to their writing. But yeah, I agree with you. I, I never saw yeah, that. Yeah, that, that seems a, a little... I like the dynamic they had, and, like, the point of, and, you know, he's supposed to be kind of like an asshole, so I get that, but I can't buy that they ever once were married or had a great life together, it's because they're so different, um, and it seems like he clearly doesn't even like his son or can't look at him the right way or say his name right, it, it is kind of hard to watch there, and like Nicole said, like, that beginning scene where the cop was, um, interrogating her and asking all these questions like that was a little hard to watch because you kind of knew where he was going but she still had to at least like give in at that point just because she just wanted answers um so I think that is also relevant kind of like in the workplace or just anywhere you kind of sense where someone is might be attacking you or seeing something that's happening but you just you can't really act out just because you don't want to cause a scene or maybe you someone else would think you're taking things the wrong way. So it's just that was relevant, and I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that. The other two characters, I mean, I really didn't care too much about. They didn't have that big of a part anyway. I think the main two was uh, the husband and wife. So I'm going to – I'll give this a four as well. Well, before Brennan says anything, I want to ask you, Jess, do you find, I know you said that the other two characters weren't as big of a role, but one of the biggest scenes in the movie for me is after the chief or or what is the detective comes in and he um, sits down with her after the husband gets arrested and taken out of the room, he sits down with her and he basically um tells her that her opinion is invalid and what she has taught her son is wrong and she should teach him to uh stand in line and to shut up and do as you're told um even him being a black police officer saying these things uh of course as you can see in the movie makes her so irate and no she doesn't want to be quiet no she doesn't want to shut up she shouldn't tell her son to shut up um what do you do you think that i mean in my opinion he has become the most important part of this movie he is belittling her opinion on raising her own child and you know saying these things that nobody wants to hear but is he right you know what i mean it's just I think he's yeah, very that's pivotal. A good, that is a good point. I didn't really um, even like hone in on that part. I think he was just broken by the system, and he was probably born in a time where his parents were just like, you know what, just like stay out of trouble, do what you got to do, um, and just that's like the best way to survive. So I, I think mm-hmm. the system kind of beat him, and probably in the way he was raised was like that, and he just wants to stay out of trouble and 
I'm sure he's seen some things in his life that uh, he'd rather just be quiet than speak up and possibly get hurt. Um, sure. These characters. Uh, so, Carrie Washington's clearly the lead, and she's supposed to be, I think, you know, who the audience is supposed to be on the side of the majority of the time. She's flawed. She has, and later on, she's proven wrong in some, in some cases. Um, but we're supposed to be on her side, and it's very hard to um, ever be on her side because she doesn't, she's a very not she doesn't act like a person I, I i understand i don't understand i don't none of them really do the 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 writing is so heavy-handed that it doesn't feel like people having a real conversation it feels it feels like it like here's the idea i want how can i make them say the words that will match the idea i want to convey in this scene it doesn't feel like a like naturalistic conversation between people uh plenty we even of good said that when we were watching it like i just did it to you actually um anytime someone would talk before the sentence was even completed the other the other character had to interject and make it more dramatic and say but what but yeah, where there was like, a lot there was a lot of that like oh, there was a lot of that where like he the next word would have been the word that they would like answer the question you're about to interject with but what but where yes that there's that um this the water fountain scene is like my breaking point uh which is probably like 20 minutes in like because the first 20 minutes are like all right maybe it's just taking a second to get going maybe it just needs to find its footing when we get the new characters maybe they'll bring something into it and of course you know, the husband's t- ever i don't i don't like anybody in this i almost kind of like the lieutenant at the end but he's still pretty terrible um but the the water fountain so you know he's like she's like can i get you anything they finally kind of calm down for a second the 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 rookie cop and and um and carrie washington and she's like just water she's like okay there's a water fountains on the hill well two actually well because this was built in the time when well, you know, and like, why would you ever, no human would ever do that. No one would ever be like, oh yeah, it's down the hallway. You know, there's two because there was segregation here. Oops. No, no human ever says that. That was just so that they can have more racial. Well, unfortunately, well, what do you mean? Are. No, there, <laughs> there are. What? And that's the, I mean, I, I didn't like the scene either. And I thought it, does, it was it's not organic. This guy I've... seems, and but then the guy's young and he seems like a pretty progressive guy where I wouldn't. Mm. I wouldn't see him saying something like this, but unfortunately, there are people that say that, and I think that's what they wanted to convey. Even if they didn't pick the right kind of character for it, there are people that would say that. Uh, it, I uh, I find that hard. I mean, maybe it's just uh, it's so it's the movie's full of stuff like that, where it's like we need to say something to spark another conversation about something that, you know, the conversation could be fine, but like the thing that dry, like gets us from a to B to C, it's just like, I don't buy any of these people doing this. I don't, th- I don't, none of the dialogue feels authentic. When the husband gets in, it's just a shouting match for half an hour with the husband and the wife. And most of what they all say back and forth to each other. I'm like, I don't, I get what you're doing. I get the archetypes of these characters, but I don't believe any of the things you're saying to each other is like, no, no, you, wouldn't act like this i don't i don't believe that especially when your son's missing well i mean she has the concern of the son's missing but like again no one handles things like (laughs) humans that i understand or relate to um uh, i think the best scenes come at the very end with the lieutenant and carrie washington um but yeah i I don't like these characters and i think and i'm i'm definitely supposed to like carrie washington i think i'm supposed to have complex feelings for the husband 
Uh, I, I'm supposed to think. Uh, I think I'm supposed to have a complex feelings for like the cops and like, but I don't feel complex. I feel like I don't like these people because they act dumb all the time, constantly, and I don't, I don't relate to them. Uh, I give the characters like a one five. Um, the visual and sound. Uh, we've we've talked about some of the blocking stuff, but I'm curious, Jess, did you pick up on any of the visual and sound stuff we're talking about, or what did you think of it? I know the bottleness we kind of mentioned too. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't really pick up on that. It just seemed like it was just filmed in a room and that was it. I don't think there was anything special about it or anything terribly bad or terribly good. I just think it was very plain and ordinary. I don't think there was any music either besides the sound of the rain. So I think it was literally just shot. Uh, So I'll just give it a three just for being average. (laughs) <laughs> yeah I, I, there might have been some piano at occasional points but uh yeah not, not a whole lot of a whole lot of music what do you think nicole we had some gripes while we were watching this visually um i know brennan will probably discuss the look of the room because that's what bothered us the most but the thing that bothered me the most was the props in the room i they tried to make this look like it was at a police station. And one of the things I noticed was they had like file boxes all around where anyone could just publicly open them and read through them. It was like, what the fuck is this? This it's like, it was like a beer pong table with file boxes on top of it. I was like, this is really bizarre. (laughs) I don't think that these would be public knowledge just out there like that. I didn't like the, I, I didn't care for, as I said earlier, the one, the one scene film, um, essentially in the same room, it just got very boring. And I, I, it over heightened my senses of watching these people just stand up, sit down, walk around, sit down, stand up, go again, same spots. Um, and I, I don't care much for that or walking all the way to the entrance of a room and stop, turn around. What did you say? Like the same, they did that like 20 times. Um, some of the, if we could, the sound I would say actually to me is just the overpowering amount of words that are being said. It's just so much. And I know that we just watched Hamilton (laughs) and Hamilton's got a shit ton of words in it. And it's, Seeing this, which is not as good as Hamilton, and it just no. did the same thing, it was so annoying. <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god!" Um, I mean, this is just not in in the top movies for me of of much of anything. So I can't give it more than a two. Yeah. So yeah, you said the the, the blocking for you is a big issue. The character standing up, sitting down, that's all blocking uh, stuff. Um, it, it's again, I like that. It gets annoying. Um. Because like, where are you going? Why are you doing that? Like that, they, you know, it's it's to keep it from them sitting in chairs and yelling at each other for the whole time. So I, I kind of appreciate the attempt. Um, yeah, the the room itself very confused. Uh, again, until the water fountain scene, that's when I f- I was able to form my opinion and like get what this what what this was going to be for the rest of the time. Because at the beginning, I didn't realize they were in a police station. I look like a look. It looks like someone's living room. Like, but there's like because there's like three or four of those chairs that you see in waiting rooms. But the couch doesn't look like a couch in a police station <laughs> waiting room, and like there's like some magazines on this nice o- like oval table, and 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 then I noticed the uh, the the three boxes of like evidence sitting in the middle of the room. Is that what that's supposed to be yeah. with the A through C? It was like like the files or something. And I was like, oh, is she like going through her records to try to like 
find something about the sun or something. And then, yeah, and then she's like, you want to get any coffee? And then she says, the water fountain's on the hall. I'm like, oh, oh, this is... <laughs> This is a police station because this does not look like a police station. This set, mm-hmm. um, and then there's also a lot of uh, not a lot, but there's a couple of flashbacks. Three so flashback when she's talking about how she can she hasn't been able to sleep for her entire life, uh, and uh, she, she's in the bed and she's she's watching over her son. And then there's the, when they first met, and they're the story is that they met at a party on a deck, but it looks like they're in the woods, and it's I don't really know what that flashback is. I just I don't. It, it, and when you and when it's at the beginning when I saw Netflix television something or other and not just like a Netflix original movie I'm like oh okay so this is like a little more TV movie style and it's definitely TV movie style this is not a cinematic quality thing um, this is a TV movie and uh, not a good one um, by any means I can think of really so I mean the visual and sound ooh, I'll give it a one five I mean I didn't. I'll give it a one five. It's not it's not the worst thing I've seen, but uh, it's it's in the bottom of what we've what we've done for the show so far. Um, so uh, I mean, I guess let's talk about this like this big ending because the whole thing is like the son. He was with uh, two guys that uh, they didn't know, like two friends, I guess that they didn't know. The parents didn't know. They're both black, so the the, the dad's all uh, mad about that. Again, un- more unbelievable weird shit with this character, and then. Uh, we get the video sent from his brother that apparently is of the car and we hear gunshots and guys shouting and then the, that's when the lieutenant comes in he's, and they have that confrontation with Kendra. And so the whole story is uh, he Jamal is with these two guys, uh, Bell and Roll, and uh, they are wanted for like small misdemeanor marijuana charges just like small kid shit they're like 20 or whatever and um they're driving around and the one the one kid bell buys weed and the cop car sees him buy weed and they have that bumper sticker that we didn't even talk about that the shoot cops and then in small letters underneath oh with your cell phone to make sure that they're not uh, overstepping their bound just or whatever the fuck the bumper sticker says that's a whole scene uh and then you know basically we find out that Jamal was obeying the officers. He was trying to put his hands on the car. The other two were, were you know, getting out and yelling, and, and one of them was trying to run away. The bystander caught it on the video, and uh, Jamal is the one who got shot. Jamal, the good son, their son, the, the one struggling with his identity, the one that we're supposed to like even though we never meet him. Uh, he's the one who gets accidentally shot by the cop who was trying to shoot the running away guy, I guess. I don't know. They're not very clear. They said it could be a ricochet. Um... I guess if it makes any difference, the bystander was black, the cop was black that pulled them over and shot them. I guess that adds to it. Uh, and the final scene we see is, is Kendra Scott. They're devastated, they're shouting, and uh, we zoom into the rain that we've seen outside as the, the day the day slowly breaks. So that's the end of this movie. Uh, back to you, Nicole. Do you have any resonance and feel with it? I'm glad that this movie is picking up uh, speed right now it's got a lot of relevant topics to really digest and to look at no matter how uncomfortable you are and I will admit I was uncomfortable watching this but for reasons of my learning and, and teaching myself and things like that so um, you know I didn't like the movie though <laughs> um, I like the message I don't like the movie a lot of hard things to to take in with this of ha- biracial parents and a biracial son and being in a predominantly white area that you live in and you know being told to stand up for yourself and then another 
black person telling you to shut up and stay down. You know, so many injustices that are brought up in this movie are very relevant and um, needs to be created. And like something like this, me- this media needs to be created for us to see. Um, I, I don't know how glamorized the- they made this. You know, it feels very... The, the, the back and forth throughout the arguing with the husband and wife seems very glamorized. I just cannot wrap my head around them talking about when they loved each other, back when they first met at the party. I'm, I'm pissed off because I want you to be caring about what happened to your son, and I don't see that happening. They're more arguing about each other's non-parenting or not seeing eye to eye on things. Well, that's done and gone. You need to worry about where your son is right now. And that's why I got really annoyed with this movie because it was too many words for this time. Just please shut the fuck up and just You said shut the fuck up about two dozen times in this movie. I did because they (laughs) wouldn't shut the fuck up. Just stop. And But it's a very hard thing to watch and it is heavy and... I would, I will give the resonance and feel a four for this. What do you think, uh, Jess? Yeah, I agree with Nicole that them trying to talk about their past relationship or how they met is totally fake. Um, again, you see him in the room and you're like, how are you even married in the first place? Or how did you even have a conversation <laughs> about anything in the first place? Because they're just so different. Um, but yeah, I think the resonance and feel is probably the biggest part on this. Um, you see on Instagram, like all these posts are like, I want to listen, I want to learn, I want to understand. I think if you are really interested in those things, this is a movie to see because it's not obvious. It's, it's kind of racism happening behind closed doors or things that happen every day, but no one like has ever really talked about or, um, just, or make relevance. So I think watching this movie, you can kind of see um what happens all the time or again there's that bumper sticker on the car and they're driving at night the cop would pull him over and you know just because that bumper sticker would they treat him differently or what just stuff like that that you probably would never even think of or like nicole brought up um the perspective of the black the older black officer like what his take on everything is going on is um so it is a big eye-opener I I probably I liked it a lot, so I'm gonna give the residence appeal a four or five. Um, no, I'm not gonna do that with you guys. I'm sorry, I can't do it. Uh, there are entire uh, sections on most major streaming platforms right now, like you know they have the action adventure section and the comedy section. There's entire banners of Black Lives Matter specific sections on Netflix, on Prime, on a lot of the major streaming services, uh, and it's full of great, interesting movies. And some we've done on the show just this year, and this is just not one of them at all. Um, this is a very bad version of, of the movie is a bad movie. It's not, I don't, I don't like anything that happens in it. I don't like these characters. I think it's done. It looks cheap and shot poorly. I it, the, the script is atrocious. Uh, the only thing redeeming is the themes, but I've seen all these themes done so much better in so many other movies starring black casts and with black filmmakers and production crews. So 
I'm not. I mean, I I would like to. I'm not. I'm like, I can't just give it a pass because it's relevant, timely topics. Because there's tons of other movies out right now on the exact same streaming services that do those exact same things so much better, so much better. So this is where I care about the things going on and where I really feel like I see the other perspectives. I don't feel like that at all in this ever at any point. It feels super fakey fake. Um, it it doesn't feel. I don't. I don't feel on this. I'm gonna give the residents feel a, like a like a like a two. I guess. I like. I guess. I I like the. I do like the cop scene at the end with the lieutenant and and Kendra. I think that's the best scene in the movie. But um, I, I mean, I don't really call it much of a strength. I I don't. I don't have any residents feel on this. I did not like this at all. Um, <laughs> we're at the end here. After that, uh, <laughs> just as you it sounds like you're the highest on this one. You gonna recommend American Son? Yeah, I already have. So guilty. <laughs> That's okay, uh, Nicole. I I can't. I think it's just such agony to watch it in the how it was made. That, like you said, you can get these messages in other movies. Not that they're not important in this, but there's other ways that wouldn't bore me as much. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. If you're trying to, if you want to learn through movies, which I think. Movies are a great tool, and you want to support Black Lives Matter, and you want to educate or just enjoy some culture made by black people. Uh, yeah, there's entire catalogs of movies on all these same streaming platforms that are just so much better. This is a bottom barrel shit. Um, I, I don't like this movie, uh, and I think if you want to do the themes, it, there's a hundred movies ahead of it in line that are so much better. So, no, I, I do not recommend this movie. It's a, it's a. TV movie and it's not a, not even a really good one. So, it's a two not recommends and one recommend for American Son. So there you go on that one. Probably haven't even heard of that. Uh, this this little this little guy, but uh, that is that is it for American Son. We have more streaming coming up uh, because theaters they don't want to open. I mean I know there's stuff going on, but I know I need my movies. Uh, so we're gonna keep streaming. And uh, if you have things to recommend to us, films with the women in my life on Facebook. You can reach out to me on Instagram. I am Brennan underscore pod host. You can reach out on Twitter at films, women pod, and you can email the show films with the women at gmail.com. And also on my Instagram right now, we're doing that tournament of most anticipated movies left in 2020. We're probably about eh, almost done with the first round by the time you're hearing this. So go to my Instagram again. That's Brennan underscore pod host. If you want to see those movies, if you want to vote on what you want to to make it to the end, to win, I mean, we'll probably end up reviewing most, if not all of them, but, uh, you know, it's just a fun thing to do while we are waiting for those theaters to open. So, all right, I think that's I think that's all the housekeeping. You guys have anything else before we close out? Nope, thanks. Yeah, yeah I'm good. <laughs> all right. Well, until next time, this is Brennan signing off saying thanks for listening and enjoy your movies. Thanks for listening to Films with the Women in My Life. If you enjoyed being a listener in our life, please rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on your favorite podcast app. Keep up with the latest from the show on Instagram at Brennan underscore podhost, on Facebook at Films with the Women in My Life, and on Twitter at Films Women Pod. Finally, you can email the show with questions and suggestions at filmswiththewomen at gmail.com. Original music for the show was created by Ian Burke and Chris Iwanek. Original artwork created by Nicole D'Alessio. This show is produced by Brennan Snyder. Thank you again for listening and enjoy your movies.